We're taking you from sideline to sideline and everything in between. It's your one-stop shop for all things football. Join me, Aaron Mukes, every Wednesday and Friday for fresh takes, breaking news, fantasy gold, and more. College and NFL, we got you covered. This is Sideline to Sideline, the podcast. All the spotted. The kick is away. And the kick is... Here comes the rush, and here's the hit. Second down attempt. Oh, what a hit. You can't do that. The quarterback, you can't fight. The 40, the guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20, they're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms. Bear tested. Somebody stop that man. Ladies and gentlemen, now your host, Mr. Aaron Mukes, and his co-host, Akeem. This is your one-stop shop for all college and NFL football. Here is Sideline to Sideline. Twenty twenty-one is here. What is up, everybody? Happy New Year's! I got a special guest today. Welcome into Sideline to Sideline, the podcast. I am your host, Aaron Mukes. Man, week 16 championship fantasy matchups. We got a lot to talk about today, but first let me introduce my special guest, my boy Zach Smith from West Sac. We out here. Um, Zach, talk to us. We, I, you you kind of reached out to me to get on the show. Uh, we started talking fantasy. I know you were at some championships this weekend. Uh, just introduce yourself. Let us know what's up. Yeah, man. Uh reached out to you i watched a few of the shows and you know you do a good job so i was like you know i play fantasy i want to get on here and you know talk a little bit so uh yeah man it wasn't a great week for me to be honest with you i was in three championships i won one of them i made i played kamara in one so i mean league winner right there right (laughs) i mean what do you do you know and then uh played iuk over Thielen which cost me a championship. So wasn't a great week, but I mean, I got one. So, you know, better than nothing. Well, I'll say this, man. Uh, I saw you post earlier today. Um, and we're shooting this on a Tuesday, obviously, but um, I saw you post earlier today uh, how you were going to be on the show and that you made, uh, made a couple of plays that you may have, may have wanted back. Um, I can definitely sympathize with that as I made a couple of those plays myself. And as, as all my listeners know, I was in 16 leagues um, going into the playoffs or the semifinals. I was actually in eight of them. And, and I felt good. I felt good about a lot of those chances to win championships. And I had a rough, I had a rough championship weekend myself. I did get lucky in some, and that's kind of what I want to touch on first. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go kind of go through my league updates for, for all the listeners. Um, I went into the championship week with an opportunity to win four championships. I have one that goes till week 17. So I have one more this week, uh, but I had opportunity for four championships this weekend and I, I pulled out two of them. I got lucky in one. I'll, I'll talk about that one last, but um, one of them, I was pretty fortunate. I had Mahomes who didn't have the best game, but I start, I made some really good plays with Nelson Aguilar, which was, uh, which was clutch for me. And then I also went up against a couple of duds this week in the Minnesota offense, just in general, um, had some good games, but they weren't, they weren't, um, you know, over the top or anything like that. So I was able to pull that one out. Uh, I fell short in a league, which uh, was really disappointing because CeeDee Lamb happened to get a, a carry 
with like mm-hmm. two minutes left in the game and running in for a touchdown. And I ended up losing by three points. So that was heartbreaking. And then in the other championship, um, I had no chance. Like they had Kamara, they had Mike Evans, they, they, yeah. they had Devontae Adams. Um, and it was just, <laughs> it, it was just bad. So, uh, but last night, Monday night game, man, I was down 45 points and I didn't think there was a really chance I had. I had Devin Singletary and I had Stefan Diggs and I knew I needed a big game out of Stefan Diggs. And he, he did it for me. He got me 40 points and then Singletary was able to give me the other six. So I pulled out that championship. So I walked away with, with a couple of championships um, with also a, a chance to win one this week. So I was pretty happy there. I should be in the, in the positive this year. And when you're, when you're playing 16 leagues, I'm sure you can, you can <laughs> sympathize with the fact that sometimes you're rooting for players and then you're also rooting against them in other leagues. Oh, yeah. And, and it, it gets, it gets kind of tough. So um, what, what I want to hear from you is kind of talk about your, you know, this is the first time you're on the show. Talk about your approach to fantasy. And you're, you said you played in a number of leagues and how you kind of go about your draft process, picking up waivers throughout the season. And do all your teams start to look similar? Because I talk to a lot of people and sometimes they're completely different and sometimes they're similar. Where do you stand on, on how you set up your teams for the year? So it really depends on the, the um, type of league it is you know, PPR league, uh, keeper league, you know, because you're going to draft obviously different if you're in a standard league than you would a PPR league, you know, guys hold more weight. And so one league I play in is a non-PPR, the other leagues I play in is a PPR. So the PPR leagues, I, I really target wide receivers heavy, big time, because I feel like you could always get those guys, um, you know, running back wise, like JD McKissick you know, 20 a game, you know, where nobody's drafting him. So you take those big name wide receivers early. I'm in a PPR league. I led the league in scoring, but I lost the championship because of Josh Allen last night, actually. And um, the uh, my wide receivers are Adams, uh, Adams, Hopkins and Thielen, you know, in a PPR league. And you get those three guys in a PPR league, you're going to be sitting well, you know, I have uh my, I have David Montgomery and Jonathan Taylor on that team. So in PPR leagues, I try to target wide receivers like big. And then obviously in standard leagues, I like to get those guys who are like the bell cow running backs, you know, like David Montgomery is a perfect one, you know, a perfect guy who's in that not mid round, but later on in the early rounds where he has no competition, you know, like he, he has nobody on his back. He has nobody that's going to, you know, Cohen when he was healthy but so I like to target those guys kind of in that third fourth round where you could get a guy who's going to get all the running back touches yeah you um, talk about the David Montgomery and, the, and especially in the standard league um, in fantasy we talk about a, a lot of volume right we want guys that that are seeing the ball as many times as possible and that's at the wide receiver or running back position and David Montgomery is actually a perfect example uh, he's a guy that has no competition. He's going to see an, a ton of volume. And even when Tariq Cohen is healthy, he's more of a, the scat back that's going to catch, mm-hmm. you know, five, six balls out of the backfield. But the majority of the touches are going to go to Montgomery. And actually, Montgomery's schedule, we talked about this a couple weeks ago on the show, his schedule lined up really, really nice this year in the playoffs. And, and, it, and it proved to be significant for teams. I know mm-hmm. I was able to pull out a third-place finish because of David Montgomery. And he just had good game after good game um, against really good or against uh, bad teams. He had a really good matchup. So um, I think that's important as well. I'm more of a running back guy. Um, I think that 
if you can get the bell cow running backs, obviously you have to avoid injury. Um, and this year we've seen a ton of them. We saw some weird things happen with uh, guys like Zeke when Dak Prescott went out. Uh, we saw Christian McCaffrey miss half the year. We saw Saquon Barkley go out. So this year, that that those guys that spent a lot of um, kind of draft capital up at the top of the draft on running backs were probably um, searching for those guys like J.D. McKissick and and hopefully we're able to, yeah. to put something together. Um, so week 16 is over. Um, obviously, the end of fantasy football season is heartbreaking for myself. I know it's got to be uh, heartbreaking mm-hmm. for you as well. We all love football. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about week, week 16 because we saw some of the best performances of the year. Um, and it started, it started early. It started with Alvin Kamara and the six touchdown performance. And that literally, I, I mean, before the weekend even started, people were like, I, my league's over. Like the championship is yeah. over before it even started. In some leagues, I saw him scoring up upwards of 70 points. Um, I mean, how did you feel about that game? And did you have, did you have Kamara on any teams where you were still in it? Or were you just like, man, I'm playing against Kamara in the one league and this, this sucks. That was it. I mean, it was a, well, this, the, the, it, that league in, in particular started out bad because I lost Keenan Allen and Julio. So I was already facing an uphill battle and, but I, I was also facing Kamara and 56, he got 56.1, I think in the league I'm in. And when a guy hangs up 56 on you, I mean, what are you going to do? You know, when you lost Julio and Keenan Allen, so it, it was kind of it, – it, I almost just gave up on that league really quick. And then, um, you know, but I, I was able to – the league I did win, I have um, – the league I won it in, David Montgomery again, big game. Uh, Gronk, big game. You know, guys like that. And then, um, you know, it just I, – I had Adams, but I lost in the league because Josh Allen decided to go off. <laughs> He was another league winner type game. You know, yeah, there's a lot of them, man. There's a lot of, like, big Nick Kamara Evans. You mentioned Mike Evans earlier. He's been really touchdown dependent this whole year, you know. And for him to have a game like he had, those guys who had Evans were going wild. Yeah, um, I I, I noticed noticed, uh, Mike Evans was very touchdown dependent early on in the season as well. Uh, It it was funny. in In a league that I played against Kamara in, um, I also had Kamara in another league. So it was really kind of pulling my strings mm-hmm. both ways, right? But in the league I was playing against Kamara in, I actually had Mike Evans, Devontae Adams, and Josh Allen. So I was oh. able to I was able to win that league because of those guys. Even after Congratulations. Thinking, <laughs> even after thinking there was no way I was gonna win. Um Congratulations. So that, that, was, that was nice. But um those are just like again, some of the league winners. But I, I what I noticed this weekend is there were some guys that had disappeared for a few weeks that kind of returned to the scene um, guys like the JD McKissick's of the world, which he, he kind of fell off for a minute. And then you bring Antonio Gibson back. And I thought mm-hmm. maybe McKissick's would, you know, his volume would stay low. And then he turns out to have a good game. Um, also uh, guys like the replacements for um, James Robinson. I thought James Robinson being out, maybe yeah. you know, uh, in Ozigbo or whatever could, could step up. And he did a Goomba Wale, a, a Goomba Wale. Um, so, and, and guys like that, I started him in a league thinking, well, maybe he'll just get a bunch of check downs and he did enough. I mean, he got me like 10 points in the league. Um, and when you're starting a guy like that, you can't really ask for, for too much more, but my, my thoughts on this, just this year in general was obviously we had COVID 
dealing with the pandemic. We had the Browns play with no wide receivers. So guys were mm-hmm. without Jarvis Landry and Richard Higgins. Overall, I felt like as a fantasy football player, we couldn't have really asked for too much more. Many people thought the season wouldn't even happen. Um, I know there were times where guys were out on the COVID list and it impacted people. But I think overall, um, the main pieces, the, the, the high profile guys, the high draft choices, they were able to play. And they were productive. And I felt like as fantasy football fans, we should be pleased by that. Um, what I want, I want to find out who you think, and this is just an off-the-wall question, who is your fantasy football league MVP? Who stood out to you the most? And it could be whatever your definition of MVP is. We talked about it on my guest last week, and they had a different definition than I did. Um, I'm big on return on investment, so where you draft somebody versus what they re- give you in return. Um, but like, where do you see MVP and then who is your, your fantasy football MVP? Cause mine's changed Man, in one week. It, it, I, I mean, I think it has to be Devonte Adams. I mean, even though he is a high, high draft pick, you know, he's not one of those, it, it, it's tough because Josh Allen is up there. I mean, the year he had, that was, and, and you weren't getting, I mean, he wasn't one of the top three or four quarterbacks taken, you know, he was, he, you know, Mahomes was getting taken. I, I was in a league. Rogers was taken before him. You know, there's guys that were Watson, you know, and for Josh Allen to do what he did, but Devonte Adams, man, it was like owning him in a fantasy league. It was week after week after week. He was putting up huge numbers, you know, and it, it was, I mean, it, it, it just has to be Devonte Adams for me. It has to be. But- I would say Devonte Adams is like the true model of consistency. When he plays, he produces. And he did miss Absolutely. a couple of games um, early. But, I mean, if you look at his average fantasy points per game um, in the games he obviously plays, it's, it's like it was record-breaking. There was nobody really close to him. And, and I, I agree. I, last week I had some other guys in there. I liked the James Robinsons. But then he missed championship week, which is not good. Um, I too like the Josh Allen choice. He had a couple of games in the middle of the season where he didn't play well. uh, But I think consistent wise, I think that Devontae Adams uh, has to be the the fantasy football MVP for this year. And, and again, it's not, I mean, there's a number of guys you can use. Kamara had a really good year. Yeah. Uh, Derek Henry had a really good year. Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Diggs. Diggs. Um, I mean, as far as average draft position, I thought Diggs was great value this year. People were getting him in the sixth, seventh round. And he produced, obviously, like a top wide receiver. So um, a number of guys that stood out. So uh, you're done with all your leagues, right? You don't have any more? No week done. 17? Okay. Done. So I have a week 17 league that I kind of want to talk about um, just because there are some leagues that play either two, two-week playoffs that go through week 17 or, um, or they're just, you know, they have commissioners that go to week 17, which I'll get into in a minute. Um, but week 17 waivers, the guys that this is a, this is a crucial week because we see a lot of teams start to rest players. And I already have a league where I have big Ben as my quarterback and I find out he's not playing this weekend. Um, there's a lot of guys that are probably going to be rested on the chiefs. Maybe Mahomes. Uh, we got Tyreek Hill. Is he going to play? And, and I think there's some, a few key guys out there on the waiver wire um, that we've talked about in the past that are still sitting there that um, I would be looking to pick up this weekend. One of them you actually mentioned, and I don't know why, he's still on the waiver wire in my league, um, and that's Brandon Ayuk, who was on the waiver wire. All of a sudden, I'm like, okay, I'm going to pick him up, and then he's dead for the season, and he goes out, right? So um, (laughs) 
he was somebody that I felt like was on the waiver wire far too long this year. And, and so mm-hmm. focusing on week 17, I want to look at guys that are going to see high volume, high target volume, um, similar to what Ayuk was getting once Debo Samuel and George Kittle um, went out. So once again, I'm looking at guys like J.D. McKissick, because I'm not sure how uh, Antonio Gibson's going to be doing with that toe injury. I'm looking at guys like uh, Rashard Higgins, if they're able to play after being you know, put on the COVID list um, in a must-win game against Pittsburgh, where they're going to be resting their starters. I like the Browns wide receivers in that game. Um, I also like guys like guys that are in must-win situations. Um, all those teams in the AFC, the Colts, the Dolphins, um, the Miles Gaskins, if he's out there, mm-hmm. those kind of guys, um, just because when they're in must-wins, I mean, you're going to be playing guys that are probably resting, and those guys are obviously going to be giving it their all. So um, I would stay away from guys that are on teams that are resting quarterbacks, like the Rams, who are going to be without Jared Goff, due to injury or the Steelers uh, again, just because of, you know, you don't know what you're going to get from that position. Are there any guys that kind of stand out to you in week 17 or maybe that you were looking at even before week 17 that um, kind of made a name for themselves or that you would have picked some uh, picked off of your waiver wire. Had you played this week? Oh yeah. Um, Dalton for sure. You know, if you're missing a quarterback there, there's your guy, you know, like we know what he does, you know, like we know, we know we could play football. He did it in Cincy, you know, and with the Cowboys, he has a ton of weapons. So we saw it against Philadelphia. He had a huge game, you know, like, like that was a big time game, you know, that he had. So Gallup, you know, pair him with Gallup. If you need to, you know, find someone, you know, correlation, something like that. Um, some le- Cam Sims, another good wide receiver. If McLaurin's out, you know, that's another good guy from the Washington football team. Um no Julio, so you could always go to Russell Gage. You know, he's another guy. Uh, if Trubisky's out there, you could play. Because, again, all these guys, Pascal, you know, he he just had a good game this last week. He's had a few good games together. So there's a lot of guys that you could probably get, but I agree with you. You know, uh, another guy I have here, Malcolm Brown. You know, you know they have no quarterback. They're, they're, gonna, they're not going to just throw the ball everywhere, you know. Like, they're going to run a lot. So – Guys like that, like you said, they're going to get a lot of a lot of attention, a lot of volume because they not not necessarily because they're good, just because they have to. There's no there's not really a choice in the mat. Darugumbawale or whatever, perfect example. You know, like the, he's not a good football player, but they don't have anybody else. You know, right. you some people say that about David Montgomery. You know, like he might not be good, but. I don't, I don't care how good he is if he's getting right. 30 touches, you know, like yeah, right. I'll take him all day, you know? So you definitely want to try to get those guys, but if you need a quarterback, I would, I would, I would look to Dalton for sure. Yeah. They're in the, um, the Cowboys, my Cowboys are in a must win situation, obviously going up against the giants and then they'll await the results of the Washington football team versus Philly game. But um, do you commission, are you a commissioner of any, any fantasy leagues or are you just playing? Them? Yes. Okay, I commission. So, I've commissioned my league, and I don't even make playoffs in it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've been there. I've been there. I, I thought it was going to happen again this year in a league that I uh, I was a commissioner of. I started one. And I had, I have McCaffrey and Eckler in that league. Ooh, so, yeah. I mean, what do you do? Yeah, McCaffrey was kind of a, a blowing choice this year with him having to sit out so much. But okay, so I want to talk some commissioner etiquette because I've been honestly I've been kind of angry this week. Um, I'm in a league, obviously, that goes until week 17. Uh, but I want to talk about some of the league rules and kind of your thoughts as a commissioner 
Um, I, I don't have a problem with really going to week 17. That's fine. It's still a football game. Uh, you have to pick up players, whatever. But in the same league that goes until week 17, once the playoffs start, which is in week 14 or 15, week 15, there are no ad drops, meaning you can't add any players. Yeah, exactly my face when I, when I get into leagues like this. But I do it because it's whatever. It's fantasy football and I play. So imagine going into the playoffs and you have a team set, especially in 2020, right, with COVID. And then week 15, like myself, I had a bye because I was the number two seed. I lost two players due to injury for the year. Week 16 comes. I'm in a semifinals matchup. I put together a team and I win. Well, now I'm going to the championship game and I have Big Ben as my quarterback who's out. I have Tyreek Hill, who's probably not going to play. Now, mind you, I already have two people out for the year. My only other quarterback on my roster is Taysom Hill. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and again, because he was starting week 14 or 13 or whatever it was for the Saints, and so I was using him. Um, and now I might be playing without a quarterback and without a receiver. And on the other side, I'm playing a team that has a running back, Raheem Mostert, Chase Edmonds, uh, Ronald Jones, who should be coming back, and then one other running back, oh, Daryl Henderson, that's out for the year. So he might not be have, have any running backs. So now the championship is like five on six, like five players versus six. Uh, talk about your thoughts on a commissioner-ran league like that. And do you feel like that's a, an appropriate way to set up a fantasy football league? And if you were in the championship or even if you were just in the league, is that something that you would address with the commissioner? Absolutely. Like, I personally can't stand when a league goes to the week 17, just because, I mean, just the perfect Big Ben, Mahomes, you know, the, the Chiefs aren't playing Mahomes. Like, there's no way, right. you know, so if you have Mahomes all year long and then the championship, you can't play him because he's sitting on the bench. Like, that's just, it takes away from the best team winning the league, you know, and again, I get, I understand any given Sunday, whatever, but the best team should be there, you know, like that's the whole goal. So it takes away from in the championship, the best team having that opportunity to win it. Cause if you, if you like in, in your case, you know, if you just have, if the other guy had a full team, you, you have no shot, you know, like right. you have to have huge games. So the ad drop thing is ludicrous in itself, but just going to week 17 is, is too much for me. I can't stand yeah. that. It's um, it, it's just straight to me when I when I try to set up a fantasy football league, my goal is to have competitive balance, make it fun, but it's not to it's not to like slight somebody out of winning. So yeah, I, I don't think anybody in the league wants to see a championship game where it's five five players versus four players and half of them are hurt. And I, yeah. I, and I think and I think those are the things that I that I need to bring up. Obviously, with this league, I tried to address it. Um, like a couple weeks ago, and they were they just weren't having it. I tried to pick up a player, and, and they were just like, "No, you can't pick up anybody." I'm like, "I got two guys out. I got what am I supposed to do? I paid for the league. Not to mention they charge for ad drops, like seven dollars an ad drop, which is fine. I'll pay it. It, it. it goes to the pot anyways. So if I'm willing to pay it, I should be able to add players. Um, commissioners out there, and I know you you would um, ditto this sentiment. If you're a commissioner, try to be fair. Try to try to run a league that's that's number one organized, number two that everybody kind of has a little bit of input on as far as the rules, and that it's actually going to bring like the competitiveness out of the league. You want it to be fair, and you want it to be competitive, and you want people to be interested in the championship matchup, not like oh everybody's hurt, nobody cares. Um, 
and then be progressive. I always talk about being progressive. I'm in leagues where they don't do PPR still. And it, sometimes it's frustrating because that's just, you know, but it is what it is. Or touchdown only leagues. And I'm like, touchdowns are so like fluky and lucky nowadays. Yeah. And um, it, it's just different than it was 10 years ago. And I've been playing fantasy for a long time. Um, so just be progressive and, and try, you know, try different things. And, and, and again, if you're in multiple leagues, I encourage everybody to join dynasty leagues, keeper leagues. Um, I do some development leagues as far as like drafting college players and um, just different, different things. And you might, you might find it a little bit more appealing than your standard uh, fantasy football league. So I encourage all the commissioners to be progressive. Yeah, no kickers. Uh, yeah. No uh, kicker. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm done kickers with kickers. don't belong like, in fantasy football. Kick, they don't. They don't belong leagues, in fantasy. Most of my leagues do not have kickers. I even have a few that don't have defenses. Um, but, but yeah, none of my. I think one league I had had, had kickers. Um, again, they, they're unpredictable. Um, it can <laughs> hurt. Terrible. Oh, speaking of kickers, let, let me let me tell you this. So, I was at a third place game, which I wasn't. You know, it was like to win my money back or something. Um, Sunday night. Right before the Sunday night game, the Cowboys were still playing the Eagles. I was up by two points. Miles Sanders, the last drive for the Eagles, caught a pass and got 10 yards and tied the game up. And I was like, hell, here we go. And on Sunday night, I had Mason Crosby in the Mm -hmm. snow. And the first thing he does is miss an extra point, and I get minus one. So now I'm down one. Right? And the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm going to lose because this guy can't kick in the snow. Then they start going for two. They're not kicking extra points. And I'm like, man, this is I mean, I eventually won. Um, thankfully, he made a field goal, made an extra point. Um, but that's the kind of stuff that that happens in fantasy football. Uh, we talked about the Ebron last week on the show where I lost by four points because Ebron got hurt on the, you know, his first target. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's just the fantasy football god. So, for, so commissioners, take all that into consideration when you're setting up your league settings. Um, you know, I, I won a league. I won a league one time. I had Des Bryant. And he got a tackle on an interception. I got a point, and I won a league. There so you go. it goes both ways. But yeah. and if you didn't, and if your league didn't have tackles as points, right, then you wouldn't have won. Exactly. So, uh, so exactly. Yeah, just, and that's okay if you have different settings and you want to try different things. You know, more power to you. But just make sure that it's fair and it's keeping the competitive balance. Now, fantasy football is over for the most part. I know you're a 49ers fan. So we got to talk Niners. We got to talk what happened this year, the Super Bowl hangover, your thoughts on uh, the team this year, obviously the injuries, where your team is headed. And then I have one pressing question that I will ask you after that. But I want to know your thoughts on the Niners this year. Uh, What happened? Let us know. From the second game, Bosa and Thomas back-to-back plays. Right when that happened, you just it was like, okay, well, you know, like – we blew a lead in the Super Bowl. We lose to the Cardinals. And then we lose our two starting defensive ends. Like within a span of, you know, a couple months. And it kind of it kind of set the tone. You know, it kind of because even even when we were a Super Bowl team last year, it was defense, you know, like our offense, our offense to me is real gimmicky. It's a lot of those quick slants, you know, all these gimmicky runs, which works, but you have to have a defense that's going to produce, you know, and when you lose those guys and then not that Jimmy G goes down, D Ford hasn't played. We pick up Ansa and he gets hurt immediately. Tart, Jimmy Ward, Sherman. I mean, 
there's only so much you could do when literally everybody is out, you know, so Kittle, you know, Mostert, all these guys just so it's just one of those years, you know, I mean, it's just one of, I mean, I think, I think I like our team, you know, Ayuk's real good. Debo's real good. Kittle's real good. So I like what we have. Uh, not a huge fan of who we have a quarterback necessarily, but um, he does the job. So, but it, I mean, it really started with the defense and the injuries, man. I mean, once, once it happened to, I mean, once we lost Bosa, that's a big, big loss for that team. So it kind of, plus we were already without Buckner because we traded him. So, you know, it, it was just, it was a, it was a tough year. I'm glad I won a fantasy league. So it makes it a little <laughs> bit better. Yeah. It, it softens the blow a little bit. Um, I agree. I think, I think um, I was on the Niners. I was, I was on the Niners winning the division again. I felt like I never thought they had a spectacular team. Like they weren't going to blow up people out every week. And, but I thought with a strong defense and a good running game and then, the play action of Jimmy G and the way Shanahan drew, drew up plays. I thought that they would be good enough to repeat as division champs and contend again to try to make it to another Super Bowl. Um, obviously, it started with the injuries. Uh, I thought, I thought, you know, eighty million dollars of the salary being on IR was. I mean, you can't argue with that. If, if, if your most expensive guys usually are your best players and they're all hurt, you're probably going to struggle. And so, I think it started. Uh, from like you said, when Bosa and uh, Solomon Thomas went down um, after, after the the Buckner trade, but one thing I did one thing I did bring up earlier this year was the the quote unquote Super Bowl hangover, and everybody's like, no, it's not a hangover. We were just hurt. And what I was trying to explain to Niner fans that were in my messages and you know getting on me for everything I was talking about them was that the Super Bowl hangover is bigger than just like not playing well. It it takes into account what it takes to get to a Super Bowl. And to get to a Super Bowl, it takes luck. It takes staying healthy. It takes, you know, all your players being there. And so that played into the hangover. The hangover was part of the fact that you guys weren't healthy this year. The fact that maybe you didn't play as good as you did last year. Maybe the running game wasn't quite what it was. Or maybe Shanahan's play calling wasn't as good. Or maybe teams adjusted a little bit. All of those things together, I felt, kind of laid out the Niners season. And then you lose key pieces on top of that. Uh, week after week after week and here you are you know five and whatever you know four or five and whatever and you're trying to figure out where you're going to go from here and I think a lot of the conversation is now is Jimmy Garoppolo the 49ers quarterback so that's my question to you um, I've been one to say that Jimmy Garoppolo is an NFL quarterback and he's good enough to play in the NFL he got him to a Super Bowl but he is not an elite like you know, the guy, the franchise quarterback that they paid him to be when they paid him $127 million or whatever it was. And, and that's my art. That's my beef with teams that pay guys like Jimmy Garoppolo is you pay a hundred million dollars for a quarterback. He has to overcome certain shortcomings, overcome injuries, <laughs> overcome, maybe no lack of weapons. You know, the things Aaron Rodgers do does, or Patrick Mahomes would do. That's, you know, the things Carson Wentz wasn't doing um, getting paid a hundred million dollars. So is Jimmy Garoppolo your quarterback next year? Do you think he's capable of becoming that? Or are you looking, are you hoping that they go a different route? I think with a really good defense, he'll be, he would be really good because really good defense running game. He's a good play action quarterback. You know, he, he does, he does the job, but you, he, he, like you said, he doesn't overcome those things, you know, the, the play in the Super Bowl when he overthrew Emmanuel Sanders, 
easy touchdown that that an elite quarterback makes that throw those top tier guys make that throw you know guys getting paid 127 million dollars make that throw you know so i i i i think he's the quarterback just because i i i don't think he goes anywhere but do i like that i mean if our defense is healthy and and killing it sure but if we need to win a game and the ball's in his hands, I don't feel like we're going to win the game nine times out of 10. Like I would, if it was Rogers or Mahomes or any of those, you know, top tier elite guys. Right. So I, I can fix the 49ers in one year. Um, number one, you just get everybody back healthy defensively. You guys will be fine. Um, you're probably going to lose Richard Sherman, but um, you know, he's older. I, he's still, he's still yeah. good, but I think he can be replaced. Um, you get those defensive guys back. Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback. But I think you guys still take a quarterback with that first pick. I think you guys could find yourself taking a guy um, like a Matt Jones or a Trey Lance. And But I think sitting behind Jimmy Garoppolo and then after next year, then you let Jimmy Garoppolo's contract go and you bring in that young guy. I think that could be the route for the Niners. Um, because I think they're solid everywhere else. I think they have, mm-hmm. you know, they have a, a number of backs that they can throw out there. Raheem Mostert, I think, is a really good back. I like Jeff Wilson. Um, I even like their um, their rookie. What's his name? Um, I can't think of his name. The one that got hurt. Oh, I can't think of his name. I don't know. Running back. Um, Hasty. Jermichael Hasty. I like Hasty. Oh, uh, I, I didn't know who you were talking about. Yeah, the, the rookie running back. I like Hasty. Their, uh, their O-line probably could use a little bit of help, but I still like what they have there. Obviously, Kittle is top two tight end in the league. Um, solid defense. I think they can get back to where they were at. I just think they, they need to be patient. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo's window is next year. So bring him back. Let mm-hmm. him play. Let a rookie quarterback come in, learn behind him, and then let Jimmy go. And hopefully you drafted the right guy um, that can build with that team. That way you're, you, you get that contract off and you can pay other guys. Because we've seen it. We've seen it with Philly. I love. Who won a Super Bowl. I'd love to get Trey Lance. Everybody likes Trey. I'd love Trey Lance. I would love Trey Lance. I would love to get Trey Lance. If we could get Trey Lance and do exactly what you said, I, I'm, I'm a happy camper. You know, like, I, I mean. Think that would be good. I think that I would love be Trey Lance. the Niners should look at. Um, I, I think they'll be back. Um, I know Niner fans are a little upset. And I, but I think that window in the NFL, it only closes – when you close it on yourself by paying a guy and then you're not able to pay anybody else around him. And then that guy doesn't pan out. Right. So like the Eagles, the Eagles paid Wentz. Now he can't pay anybody else. And now he's not panning out. Now they got a problem. Um, The Rams did it with Jared Goff. I thought they paid him a little too early and now they couldn't pay anybody else. And now they're trying to rebuild that. So I I think if the Niners do it right, which they've been shown to be smart with their money, um, they can be back uh, on top within a couple of years. So that's my solution to the Niners. I don't know. I'm not a Niner fan. I root against them, but uh, like I said, I like to see good football, and I, I like to talk shit to my Niner friends. Most of my friends are Niner fans, so um, we'll see, though, right? The draft is a few months away. We'll see what they do, and like I said, if, if Trey Lance goes there, I can see you guys winning that division again, in, you know, either next year or the year after that, uh, which I'm sure yeah. would make you happy. Right. All right, man, so um, we got about we got about five minutes left. Uh, ask you your predictions for the playoffs since we're talking real football now. I want to get some predi- uh, some playoff predictions. Who do you got in the Super Bowl, um, AFC, NFC championship? Just lay it out for me. Talk about the playoffs and what you see 
happening over the next, you know, month or so. Man, I really like the Packers. I really, I, I think I, it's going to be hard for a team to go into Lambeau in that weather and beat them. I mean, we saw what they, they don't really have that good of a defense either. And we saw what they did to Derrick Henry. And I mean, if you could stop Derrick Henry like that, I mean, good luck. Cause nobody's going to throw the ball unless they play the bucks, you know, unless Brady goes in there, he's, he's fond of throwing in the snow, but Rogers, they didn't look like they missed a beat, you know, like they just looked like they were on, they were firing on all cylinders, you know? So I think, I think it's going to be the Packers from the NFC. I, I, I'm on the bandwagon of the bills. So I'm going to go with the bills in the AFC. I think, I think they're good. I think their defense is just good enough. And I think their offense is right there. I mean, it's maybe not right there with the chiefs, but it's up there. I mean, Josh Allen and Diggs, they are, they're the same thing. They're like Rogers and Adams, you know, it's like every target, every ball that's thrown to them is caught in three touchdown game, you know, like it, they look, they look unstoppable right now. So I, I say that because I can't stand the Chiefs for obvious reasons, but I mean, it's I, I think the Packers win it. I think the Packers win the Super Bowl. I think I think Aaron Rodgers is just I, I've never seen him play as good as he's playing, and I'm I watch football every Sunday for the last twenty years of my life. You know, like I've never seen Aaron Rodgers play the way he's playing right now. It's like he's a man on a mission. He just looks like he has one goal. I agree. I think I think Aaron Rodgers is uh, definitely the MVP of the league this year. Um, at the beginning of the season, I picked the Saints and the Chiefs to represent the AFC uh, in the Super Bowl. So I'm sticking by my pick as far as the Saints and the Chiefs. I'm not as confident on the Saints as I was. Um, I still like them, though. I think with Brees healthy, they just find a way, you know, to get it done, even though they don't have the spectacular stuff. Um, but I, I will say this. I think a lot of people forget that the Green Bay Packers were in the NFC Championship game last year. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing his best football. Mm-hmm. So they were 13-3 and three last year. They were they were right there with the Niners, and the Niners just had their number last year. But the uh, only reason – the only the, another reason I say the Chiefs, too, is I know this sounds crazy because I think they're like 14-1, and one, but home field advantage is huge. And without fans there, without that stadium being as loud as it is, that home field advantage isn't as much as it is. So these teams like the Bills that are not as good as the Chiefs, but that are right there, you take that home field advantage out, they're they're even now, you know? So the same, but the Packers, on the other hand, their home field advantage isn't necessarily the fans, it's the snow. You know, you're playing in ice and snow. So I think that home field advantage is going to hurt the Chiefs a little bit when it when it comes down to it. Yeah, the NFC, you know, the NFC is interesting because the NFC, Green Bay, when you look at the teams that are going to be in the playoffs, it's Seattle, it's Tampa, it's uh, the Rams or Arizona, it's uh, whoever comes out of the NFC East, they're not even really, you know, a team. (laughs) Um, But all the Seattle, it's all those teams, they don't play in weather like Green Bay. And then, Mm -hmm. you, you know, the Tampa plays in Florida, Seattle's up in the Northwest, they're not playing in snow. But when you go to the AFC in Kansas City, even if it snows there, Buffalo's like, we play in that all the time. Yeah. So it's, not a, it's not a huge deal, or even Pittsburgh or, or teams like that. Um, so I think you're right. It's not as, as huge of a deal for, for those teams to go on the road in Kansas City without fans. I just, I'm a believer as taking the best player on the, and I just think the best player in the world is Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yeah. 
and the second best player is probably Aaron Rodgers. And so um, <laughs> right now, I, the pick of, of Green Bay and Kansas City looks like it's probably the favorites. Um, but I'm not mad at the Bills. I think the Bills are an amazing team. I, I think the Bills will be in the AFC Championship game. And they're going to give Kansas City all that they can handle. Um, and I look, for, I look for the Saints and Green Bay to be in the NFC Championship game. Um, and I, I, look, I think Green Bay pulls it out. I think Green Bay and, and Kansas City um, w- is probably where it's going to be, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang on to my Saints pick until they're out. So. Yeah. But, hey, if, if, I will tell you this. If Buffalo, Buffalo and the Green Bay Packers are in the Super Bowl, we're going to have a Super Bowl show. It's going to be live. We're going we're gonna to stream it live on IG, and we're going to do it the same day of the Super Bowl, and we'll bring you back on so you can boast about how you picked them. <laughs> <laughs> Before anybody else did, I know I know Green Bay is a hot pick, but I think everybody's still on Kansas City. So I, I think that you kind of going out there and saying Buffalo, um, it says a lot. It says a lot about what they've been doing and what Josh Allen's done in three years. He went from you know fifty eight percent completion percentage to seventy percent damn near. Uh, he's made a huge jump, and Stephon Diggs has definitely uh, made a mark on that team. So I'm excited for the playoffs. I can't wait. Um, I'm going to have to get you in a fantasy football league next year. I'm sure I'll have plenty of open spots. <laughs> yeah, man. Let me know. Absolutely. I'm, I'm always looking and recruiting people to, to join my leagues. I got some interesting leagues. I'll kick some of the, the lower trash out of the league. I mean, I mean, they're not, <laughs> they're people, so they're not trash, but you know, the people that don't really compete and I'll get some people in there that, uh, that know their shit, um, and have you back on and we can, we can talk some more, man. But, um, I really, really appreciate you joining me. Um, again, this is just, we just like to sit down, talk football. Um, I got a new show coming out. It's called uh, Sports Uncovered. It starts January 23rd. The trailer will drop today. Um, this is today, meaning January 1st. Everybody will see it. I hope you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow me on um, Twitter at S2 Podcast. Follow Sideline to Sideline underscore podcast on Instagram. Um, tell them where they can follow you. I know you be posting stuff all the time. Even if, even if, if you want the follows, tell them where they can find you. I don't, I don't, I don't have a Twitter, but you could follow me at, on Instagram. It's this is it's a goofy ass name. It's a real inside story, but it's Squid underscore Castillo underscore twenty zero two three. So Squid underscore Castillo zero two three. But yeah, follow the man. I be watching his post. Sometimes he posts some, some funny shit. So. Um, give him a follow. Um, again, Zach, it was, it was a lot of fun having you on. I will definitely uh, reach out to you and get you on again as we go through the off season. Maybe we'll talk some draft stuff once it comes out. Um, but appreciate having you on and you reaching out to me and, uh, go ahead and say your final words, brother. All right, man. Appreciate it. It was fun. Anytime you need a co-host or anything, let me know, man. I'm always in. Sounds good. All right. Week 17. Good luck to you though. Still in championship. Until next time, peace out.